0: Hi, and welcome to the Overflow Podcast. I'm Chuck Ammons, teaching pastor at Overflow Church in Brandon, Florida, and we are here to help you receive the Father's love and to release it to everyone you encounter everywhere. Wherever you're listening from today, your God adores you. I pray this message elevates and ignites your faith. On this podcast, you will find biblical messages to activate your faith as well as our You Asked For It series, where we address your questions about trusting God's goodness as Father and living out His fullness as beloved sons and daughters. To find out more about Overflow Church, visit us at myoverflowchurch.com or on Facebook at Overflow Church Brandon. We'd also love to encourage you to check out our book, Life in the Overflow, and its accompanying devotional at amazon.com. Repeat after me. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Open the eyes of my heart. Oh, that's a good prayer, isn't it? Open the eyes of my heart to your word, to the truth of your word. And your word will transform my thinking, transform my emotions, transform my actions, my behaviors. And that's what God wants to do in your life this morning. So you can pray that prayer with absolute faith. So say, good morning, Holy Spirit. Open the eyes of my heart. And he will do just that. Amen. So the title of my message this morning, the title of my message this morning is how spiritual Fathers and spiritual mothers are to transform your life. It's not just one, it's not just the other, it's both. God wants both in your life. Do you have a spiritual father? and a spiritual mother in your life, that's how God's going to open the eyes of your heart and to bring transformation. So I shared part one of this message on Father's Day, and that was a significant day in my life as that was my 25-year anniversary here. So if you happen to have missed uh, that message, I want to encourage you to go on our website, myoverflowchurch.com. So, I want to begin this morning with getting you to think. Is that okay? Kind of get you to think a little bit. So, I'm going to pose three questions for you. First question, since God designed children to, to grow up, to mature with both a father and a mother, because both parents bring a significant element to the development of children, to our development, wouldn't it make sense then that God would want each of us to have a spiritual father and a spiritual mother so that we can grow to full maturity in Christ? The Bible says that when we become a follower of Jesus, When we become a Christian, we are born again. Which means we begin this journey in following Jesus as spiritual babies. As newborn babies in Christ. Hebrews says it this way. That we are to begin this walk in following Jesus. Just as we did with the milk of our mothers. We're to begin with the, the spiritual milk of God's word. So the first question to really pose and, and to think about your life is, is, is this question lining up with who you are, with your life. Since God designed us to grow up, to mature, to full development, needing both a father and a mother, wouldn't it be true that we would need a spiritual father And a spiritual mother to fully mature into God's purpose and destiny for our life? And then the follow up question, question number two Is teaching a Bible study truly the best method to do this? Is teaching a Bible study truly the best method to to grow and mature believers in Christ, to make disciples? So Jesus gave us the Great Commission in Matthew 28, 19. He told us to go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to obey all that I've commanded is, is having a Bible study and teaching a lesson truly the best way to make disciples? Is, is it the way that Jesus did? Did he say, okay, apostles, whatever he called them, it's Monday night Bible study. I, I, I don't think so. And yet, if you think about it, the vast majority of how churches are attempting to make disciples is through teaching a Bible study. Bringing people together in a classroom setting and teaching them information. Now, first of all, I have done that thousands of times, okay? So I'm not against teaching a Bible study. But my question is, is this the best method for making disciples? If we grow best as children in a family, with a father and a mother, an older brother, older sister, someone to watch, emulate, younger sisters, younger brothers to be an example to, If that's the best environment for us to grow up, wouldn't it be the best environment for us to grow up spiritually? We call them missional communities at Overflow Church. With God, we grow together and we go together. I mean, isn't that the goal, uh, those of us who have children? To grow our kids to go, not to stay, right? (laughs) But to go and to make disciples, to, to produce grandchildren, I have one right here, by the way. I hear, I hear you, Island. Amen, me, all right? So, my third question. So, the first question since God designed children to, to mature and to grow up in the best environment with a father and a mother, wouldn't it be the same for us spiritually? Have a spiritual father and a spiritual mother. Is a Bible study truly the best way to mature believers, to grow believers? And the third question, my mind is a little bit off, so let me let me let me look here. So third question, is this statement true? We teach what we know, but we reproduce who we are. We teach what we know, we reproduce who we are. So those of us who have kids, we're like, yes, because our children... They do what we do more than what we say. Children do what we do more than what we say. So we reproduce what we do. So you see a picture here of my four sons. And you can see that biologically, I reproduced who I am. We are all about the same height. Actually, it was the goal of each of my four sons to outgrow me. Now, if there's ever a picture with me and my four sons, I am always doing this. They don't know it. (laughs) That's what I'm doing right there. That's why I'm just a little almost above each of them. So Luke... Luke, uh, he actually outgrew me uh, in eighth grade. He got me by about a half inch, and then he just stopped. All right, But the other three, uh, they outgrew him. But all of us are within about two inches. We have the same build. We have the same hair color. We all have uh, brown hair. Uh, I actually do have brown hair. Uh, but God has um, been dyeing it gray since I turned 50, Uh, I guess, to make me more distinguished, to match my age. So uh, we have the same height, same build, same hair color. We have the same uh, facial uh, features, wouldn't you say? We kind of look the same. All handsome. I know that's what you were thinking, right? Yeah, all handsome. Those Harpers are handsome. Of course, they got it from their mama. Yes. So we reproduce biologically, but we also... We reproduce our values, our lifestyle. So this next picture. My sons, they love to go on adventures. They didn't learn this in a family devotional Bible study. They learned this by us going on adventures every year. We would go on a road trip. And we've... Gone all the way to San Diego, California, and on the way, we've stopped in St. Louis, Colorado Springs, the Grand Canyon, Phoenix, and all the way back, we stopped by Houston and some other places, so we've been to uh, Yosemite, um, Yellowstone, those Smoky Mountains, so our kids, they love going on adventures, because we went on adventures with them, and now they have their own families, and now they are going on adventures. So this next picture. (laughs) So, my sons, we love to have fun together. We love to play and we love to compete and we love to win. So um, this is at Bach Towers and There were a lot of uh, people taking their picture there, so we decided we would take our picture here and we would have a competition. And who could give their best GQ look? Well, you can see, obviously, I lost. Yeah, I did. But we didn't have a Bible study, uh, and I'm not against family devotions. I'm not against Bible studies, but that's not how you're going to transform lives. We didn't have a Bible study on having fun together, on playing together. It's what we did. So this next picture. So all four of my sons, they love their mama. They love their mama. And they trust her. And they respect her and they value her, and they value the sacrifice that she made in her own career and and homeschooling them. When I hear of someone telling me that their son or their daughter doesn't respect or honor or value their mother, I say, you know, the first place you need to look at is right here. See, truth is better caught than it is taught. So my sons, they watched me love their mama. They saw that I trusted her, that what she had to say was weighty, was important, was significant. I respected her. I valued her opinion, and I valued her... In my life. And so her four sons, they respect, they trust, they love, and they value her. And they kind of look like her as well. Do you see that? Especially uh, Joshua and Luke, Matthew and Aaron. Unfortunately, you guys got me more. But this next picture, this is all of us together as a family. So our sons. They are hard-working. They are inquisitive. They are intelligent. They're thrifty. They have a deep faith in God and in God's Word. They value family. They value being together. This was in 2015 when uh, Robin's papa passed and We flew together uh, for his memorial service. So, So our children have these values because they saw them in their children. I mean, they saw them in their parents. They saw them in us. They saw that we valued education. We saw it as important. And so then they made it important, all four of them have college degrees. So the three questions, once again. Since God designed children to grow up with parents, ought we also to have spiritual fathers and mothers who help us to mature? Is truly teaching a Bible study the best way to do this? Or is it an environment of a family where there's a spiritual father, spiritual mother, older brothers and sisters, like a missional community? And is it true that we teach what we know, but we reproduce who we are? So that leads us to 1 first, first Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15. This has become a life verse for me. The Apostle Paul, in speaking to the Corinthians, said this. Even if you had 10,000 teachers, even if you've had 10,000 counselors, instructors, coaches, tutors, as the other translations say, you have not had Many spiritual fathers, for in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. See, we've had plenty of teachers growing up, counselors, tutors to help us. But what we've needed most are fathers and mothers. As Pastor Chuck says often, we live in an orphan generation, a fatherless and a motherless generation. So spiritual fathers and mothers, they add an element to our lives that teachers cannot. So there are two main differences between spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers and teachers. The first is that spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers, they lead by examples. See, teachers, they come and go. There's a time in their life where they will help you, but fathers and mothers, they stay. They are fully invested. When you have a child and you leave that hospital with that child, it's a life sentence. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's no change in your mind. And that's really how God wants it to be for us as spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers, to be fully invested. So as I was thinking about the difference between fathers and mothers and teachers, what came to my mind? Was driver's ed. Anybody take driver's ed in high school? So, driver's education is made up of two parts. The first is inside the classroom where the teacher teaches you the rules of driving. Now, would you say that's important? That you learn the rules of driving? But is that going to teach you how to drive? And for that teacher, that teacher is teaching in an air-conditioned room and in a safe place, but they're not getting in the car with you. The second part of driver's ed is that the instructor comes to the classroom and usually it would take three students, and you didn't know when it would be your turn. I remember I was chosen with two young ladies who had never driven before. And I wasn't a believer, but I never prayed like that my entire (laughs) life. So, so a teacher would be uh, the first part. That's inside the classroom, but a driving instructor, that would be outside on the road, the real world, where you learn how to drive where accidents happen. Do you know there's a reason why insurance is so much more expensive for teenage drivers? Their percentage of getting in an accident is much higher. So you need to thank God for those (laughs) driver's instructors that got in that car with you when you first were learning how to drive. But then it's more than that. So I was in Kentucky uh, visiting my mom and and uh, was with my nephew and he had just gotten his learner's permit and he said, um, "Well, I've I've got to drive 60 hours uh, with someone in the car with me. Would you spend some time <laughs> with me driving?" And I'm like, "I've already done that four times." <laughs> but I said, "Sure." See that, that's a father. That's a mother. They'll take the risk with you. They'll get involved. They are fully invested. So spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers, they lead by example. And spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers, they lead by sacrifice. So 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 14. And Paul is speaking to the Corinthians as a spiritual father. And he says this, I will not be a burden to you. I don't want what you have. I don't want your money. I want you. After all, children don't provide for their parents. Rather, parents provide for their children. I will gladly spend myself and all I have. For you. Wow. I have never heard a teacher say that to me, or a counselor, or a tutor, or a coach. And, and we need them in our lives, and thank God for them. But they are not expecting to pay our bills. They're not expecting to sacrifice for our college education. When you go out to dinner with your family, and the server puts the bill down, does the father or mother say, hey, Junior, it's your turn? (laughs) Or when it's time to pay the bills, the house expenses, and uh, Susie has just started her job, does the father or mother say, you know, you got the electric bill this month. Fathers and mothers are willing to sacrifice. So I want you to stand with me. At the beginning of this message, as I was just starting, I started thinking about my own life. And what was missing in my life. And it kind of affected emotionally, kind of got me off a little bit. Because this message is more than just a theoretical message. This is from a person who, during the significant years of his life, didn't have a father, and how it has impacted my life. A spiritual father. When I came to this church 25 years ago, I came into a very difficult situation where the previous pastor had had an affair. He had gone to his 25 year uh, high school anniversary, or whatever it's called. a worship pastor he wanted to be the pastor but the search committee did not feel led to ask him so he wanted my job and I went to a couple meetings where there were pastors who would gather and All heaven down on my behalf. Where you need breakthrough, you feel stuck. There's areas of your life where you need to be restored. encourage you no matter where you are in your walk with the Lord there is someone who can learn from you you can be a spiritual father and a spiritual mother to someone there is something that God can impart through you you don't have to wait till you're 60 to impart a blessing to someone else to lead someone through breakthrough, through our restoration manual.